In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, how to prepare for an InfoSec interview. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to prepare for an InfoSec interview. And this is a, another solo podcast, and it, it, I decided to do this because yesterday, Saturday, the week before Besides Nashville, I was uh, putting some interview questions together because uh, at Besides Nashville, there will be a resume and interview workshop. So if you're going there and you're looking for a job or if you're new to the field, I would highly recommend going and checking that out. It's an opportunity to get some critique on your resume. It's also an opportunity to sit down with a, you know, kind of like a play or, or a practice interview for you where you sit down with some experienced interviewers and um, get some feedback on your technique for answering questions and, and things like that. But as I was putting some of the questions together I want to use, uh, I realized, you know, this would be a great opportunity to kind of create a post and then, uh, which will be the show notes for the show, and then also a podcast on how to prepare for an InfoSec interview. Um, it, this is, is something that really turned my life around. Um, I was not preparing for interviews early in my career. And at, at one point, it took me 15 months to find a new... new. It took me 15 months to find a new job when I, when I knew I needed to look for something else. And... That And it took me 15 months because I wasn't preparing for interviews. I was winging interviews when I actually got them. I mean, I, I, I my resume still needed some work, so I didn't get as many resumes as I could could have. But then um, that's that's a whole nother podcast, which I've actually already done. So go, go uh, you can look for that on the EIS, timothydblock.com forward slash EIS. Uh, I did one on resume preparation, um, but this one's just focused on interview questions and 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 actually, you know, it, it's focused a lot on that, but also how to prepare for the interview, what things you should be doing, because because a lot of this is something that I didn't do very well, and once I did start preparing, I started getting a lot more offers, and it it just it, I haven't I think out of my last four positions I've applied for, I, I got three or four offers, and obviously that means. Um, that was like two jobs. So uh, I actually had to turn down an offer because I knew another one was coming and I actually turned it down before I had the other offer. So that kind of shows you how, how confident I was in that I was going to get the other thing. And a lot of that was because I prepared for interviews. Some of it I will say is that I, I had a, I was networking too at the time. I started networking a lot more and that opens a lot more doors and gives you a lot more room in, in, in an interview, so you can screw up a question here or there or, or maybe not answer it as good as you would have liked or the interviewer would have liked. But, and so if you have a, if you have a good network and, and you're interviewing with people uh, within that, th they'll give you a little bit more leniency in that regard. But um, this is from the point of view is that you don't know anybody and that you, uh, you should always prepare, even if you do know someone. If, if, if you're interviewing with someone who um, told you to apply and, and that you know, I would still say prepare because there's going to be other people in the room that don't know you. And so you want to show that you're prepared and, and ready for an interview. And that that is one of the, also the benefits is that preparing shows them that you prepare for things, which is probably what they want you to do in your day-to-day -day job. So one of the things I'll say before this is that there are multiple ways to prepare. So whatever works for you, uh, you should definitely go with. This is just something that I've uh, 
found to be successful for me. And, and I think it will apply to a lot of people or most people. So to prepare, uh, first step, look at the job posting and entire experience to your resume. Um, you should be sending in resumes that are catered for each job, this job role. You should not be sending in a blanket resume to all the job postings that you're applying for. You should be catering each resume to that specific job posting, especially if you want to, to get an interview. But so with, with those things, you want to take the job posting and, and once you have the interview, tie it to your experience. Now, you don't want to lie about this, but tie it the best that you can. And some of the things on there might not necessarily apply or there might be smaller things. You know, it, it, it all kind of depends on what you're applying for, what the requirements are. A lot of times I've, I've applied for stuff that I didn't meet all the requirements, but I mess, met most of them or I met two or three of them. And um, I was able to tie experience to those. And those ended up being the two to three most important things they were looking for. Um, so you definitely want to tie that. And then with that, you want to write all the common questions down. And I've got uh, links in the show notes with like 31 common questions from the Muse, which is what I use. And I just go through that list. Not necessarily everything applies because there's, there's things in there like if you were fired and I've never been fired before, you know, how do you explain that? But it, it, it also gives you some guidance on how to answer that question if you have been fired. But go, go through that list, grab all the questions that apply. Then again, you want to look at the job posting and try to figure out questions they might ask for. Security operations centers, you're going to be asked about networking. If, if you're looking for a pen test role, you're going to be asked offensive questions, which is actually something that um, my good buddy, Micah Hoffman, web breacher, he has a GitHub page up with just a ton of questions uh, that that uh, people ask or like to ask. You can go through there and, and craft your answers to that. And you're going to take all these and write them on a three by five index card. You're going to put questions on one side and then answers on the other side. And the idea here is then that you can take those questions and answers and you can practice them. You can look at the question and then say out loud the answer that you want to say. I can't stress enough how much saying out loud is beneficial, more beneficial than thinking in your head. Because when you when you think in your head, things are nice and smooth and crisp, but when you actually say them out loud, they might be a little bit more rough or raw or, you know, whatever. And this is something I found in presenting. Um, so make sure that you're saying it out loud because that's, that's just more practice. And I'm going to be talking a lot about practice, practice, practice. Um, but yeah, the idea is, is and, and your answers should be, you know, short, or if you can do it in one word, that just triggers what you want to say. Um, so you look at the question, you, you say your answer out loud, you flip it over, you look at your answer, make sure you got in on your key points. Um, the idea of writing them on three by five cards is that you can then, you know, pretty much take them anywhere. If you're sitting in the waiting room waiting for you to be to, to take them back to the conference room where you're going to interview, pull those cards out. You can start going through questions again. And you want to keep practicing this. And this all might be short notice too, right? So you might only have two to three days. You might have a week. But you want to practice over and over again until you've got that down. The reason for this is that when you're in the interview, if they ask one of those common questions, you it, it's it's just it, it just comes out naturally. It, it comes out, you know, it could almost be like a script, but it, it it comes out in a way that you don't have to waste a lot of brain power. It's like, oh yeah, I know how to answer this, and then that allows you when you have questions that maybe you didn't account for, didn't anticipate, that you can spend a little bit more brain power on this. 
and that just helps with the interview overall. And and when you, you when you answer more direct and decisive on basic questions, they're going to ask you your greatest strength. They're going to ask you your greatest weakness. If you take time on those, that shows them that you don't prepare for things, which again goes back to if you if, if you show that you have preparation and that you've thought about this stuff, that that means that they're going to take that into consideration and and they're going to see you as that within the job role that you're going to take the time to prepare and um, you're going to think things through. So so that's all part of this exercise. And it, it's it, it's something that I don't feel like a lot of people necessarily are doing. Um, again, like I said, I, I I winged it a lot, and and you know, there's so much interview advice out there about how to do all this and that. But I would say preparation is the most important thing to getting a job offer. If you're in an interview, and this is something that blew my mind and really helped me with interviewing, is if you're in an interview, they think you can do the job. They would not have you come in for an interview if they didn't think you had to do the good job. Now, they're they're relying on a piece of paper, and you know, oftentimes what's on paper doesn't necessarily... uh, always translate into actually being able to do the job. So that's why you're in there for the interview. So with that focus in mind, preparing, you know, really helps solidify that they've made the right choice. And and, and when you're tying these questions and answers, I forgot to mention that, you want to tie them in a way that shows one that you can, you're a very good fit for that role based on your experience, based on some sort of knowledge. And so, again, having those canned answers is, uh, just allows you to be more direct and to the point and gives you more confidence and stuff. The, going into an interview is going to be a nerve-wracking thing regardless. But being prepared with interview questions, especially the common ones that you know they're going to ask, um, is important and it's going to give you more confidence. So now, now, once you've got all that down, you can actually go the extra mile if you have time. This is something that I did for my current role. Um, I did it because the job description was my dream job. If I had to describe a dream job, the job description fit it perfectly. So I really, really wanted this position. So, I, and I had a little bit extra time. I went ahead and put a presentation together and I've shared this in the show notes. Um, but a, a, it was like a 10 slide presentation on how to do a security program for development and, uh, did the title, did a roadmap, walked through all my points and then reiterated the roadmap and then questions. Um, so I built that out. And then what I did was I went to, I think FedEx print shop and I had them print it out into a presentation into like a physical presentation for like a bound, um, notebook. Um, and that cost me a little bit of money, but I, I got three of those printed out and ended up interviewing with like six people, <laughs> but I didn't know exactly how many people were going to be there, but I went ahead and printed three out. Three is a, three is a good number. And, uh, brought that to the interview about like two questions in, pulled that out because we were starting to get into some of the security program and my vision for it. And I said, well, hold on here. I have a presentation for this that might answer your questions and any other questions you might have. And and so I pulled that out, shared it around, and then just started walking through how I saw a security program fitting into a development team. And there were both security people and development people in the meeting, all of the managers. Um, and, uh, you know, I, when I did it, I didn't get any sense from them trying to read like facial expressions or anything that I was, I was blowing them away. Um, but I, I did get the job offer. 
Um, so, uh, so, you know, presentation, if you can go out and, and get ahead of the answers, that is, that is so powerful. Cause as I remember it, they didn't, you know, I think some of the questions they had were more around, you know, if, if you see something, how are you going to approach that situation, which is, I'm going to raise it up through my chain of command, you know, we'll, we'll address it there. Um, then I had other questions like what video game console do you prefer? which was PC. And I answered that. And, and that is more of a culture fit question, which I don't think you can necessarily account for because people consider different things, but you know, making, I, I made a decisive choice. I didn't have to sit there and try to figure out if, you know, console or, or, or PC or whatever. And, and when you're getting into those types of questions where they're, they're trying to get a culture fit, that's a good sign in an interview that they're like, okay, he can do the job. Now is he a fit for, for what we are, uh, what we're doing as a culture and video games are a big thing in our culture. A lot of people play video games. So, uh, I was shown right there that, that, uh, that I fit in. So yeah, um, that's just an extra thing. I think it, it can be very powerful and might deten- depend on the situation. I'd, I'd be curious if uh, I'd love to see a junior try this for a junior role and let me know how it went, or if you've had experience with this, this is actually something that I picked up leaving the Navy. I went to a couple um, interviewing and resume workshop classes, uh, yeah, and still sucked getting a job. But that was one of the things that always stuck with me is that if you can do some sort of presentation, again, that just shows your preparation and, and the effort you're willing to put in for something that isn't a sure thing because an interview is never a sure thing. And and you know, I mean, you might do a presentation, it might not be, but you know, it it it. It, that means the other person was probably just a little bit better. Who knows? You never know. Someone may be just trying to hire a friend. Um, but the last thing I want to touch on is physical appearance preparation. And this is, again, another big thing. You'll hear this in a lot of advice. Being prepared. You know, go get a haircut. Uh, clip your fingernails. Make sure you're bathed. That, that should be uh, a daily thing. <laughs> make sure your teeth are brushed. Don't have bad breath. Um but one of the one of the big things is make sure you still fit in your interview clothes. Uh, it's just, you know it, we go every few years or every two years for job interviews, and we may have gained a little weight. And the interview clothes we used previously, we we might be a little overweight for. And so you, you want to make sure not on the day that you're trying the pants on, but two to three days before you're trying it on, so that if you need to go buy a new pair of pants or a new shirt or whatever, you can go do that and not have to rush around the day of. If you're, if you're trying to get your physical appearance together the day of and you don't fit into something, you're going to have a lot more anxiety. You're going to have a lot more nervousness, and, and that's going to show and, and you're going to be a little less confident in their interview. And if you have to like make concessions about going to an interview and something that you don't want to necessarily be wearing, you want to be wearing something else, you will be kicking yourself and, and that will show up in the interview. You want to be focused on the interview. So you want to make sure all that stuff is taken care of. Same thing with a haircut. I'd, I'd say to get it two to three days before, not the day of, or even the day before, because you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, wow, there's a there's a strand out of place. Um, and so that gives you a little bit more time to look at your head and, and <laughs> your head, uh, your beard, whatever, and make sure that uh, everything is is squared away. So that is pretty much my, my, my way for preparing for interviews. And um, that is to go to the job posting, tie that to your resume, and then you're going to tie that to common questions and answers. You're going to write all that down on three by five index cards, and then you're just going to practice over and over and over again. Um, you know, you don't have to practice 
10 times in a row, but I would say, you know, practice once, you know, go do something else or if you have work or something. And then, then in the evening, practice again, then practice in the morning before you go. And then my recommendation is to make sure you're at the job uh, interview well ahead of the time. So if you're sitting in the car or something, you have an opportunity there that you can take out those three by five index cards and practice again. And then when you're in the waiting room, you can go through the questions yet again. You want to get to a point where it just comes out. It's just natural. It just flows. And and that is really key. And then, of course, you can go the extra mile. Make sure, you know, you put a presentation together, print it out, bring that to an interview. That says something powerful. And then, of course, physical parents, get a haircut. Make sure your interview clothes are uh, squared away. Also, I would recommend having at least two sets of interview clothes um, because you might have multiple interviews and you don't want to show up in the same thing each time. So always have something um, something else you can wear. So I have, a, I have a full suit and then I have a pair of khakis and sports coats because the first one's probably where you want to wear the suit and then the second one is where you want to you, you'd be a little more relaxed. I realize that in our industry, not everyone wants you to show up in a suit. Um, you can ask ahead of time for recommendations on dress. And even then, I, I've been told to relax, and I, I still show up in the sports coat and khakis and, and a button-down long sleeve shirt. And then I can just ditch the. They'll tell me to ditch a jacket if I need to ditch a jacket. Uh, other people might be more comfortable. That's that's just my style. And and you know, if I'm going to dress like that, and they're they're going to not hire me because I you know like to. I want to dress well and I want to look professional. Maybe not necessarily some, somewhere I want to work. Uh, I think that's a bit nitpicky too. So I prefer to uh, overdress rather than underdress and, and show up. And I know some people can show up in a hoodie and get a job. That's that's perfectly fine. If that's and if that's how you want to roll, fine. That's that's perfectly fine as well. That's that kind of again does go along with the culture fit thing and and your personality, which is what you want to show them. So that's it, guys. Um, thank you for listening show notes are at timothydblock.com forward slash eis feedback is welcome timothy.dblock.gmail.com or on twitter at timothydblock i've been getting a lot of great feedback recently which which i very much appreciate and i looked at itunes the other day i don't look at it every day but i looked at itunes and was like wow i have 19 ratings so thank you to everyone that's gone out and and done ratings for the podcast that's that's really nice to see and and uh, really encourages me to continue to do episodes so thank you guys have a good one